1: And then Mary and Joseph were married and they had other children. In fact, we are told some of their names in chapter 12 of Matthew's gospel. We know that two of his half-brothers became believers probably after his resurrection. James became one of the leaders of the church, one of the first leaders in Jerusalem. And Jude wrote a book of the New Testament that bears his name. Were you aware of all of that?
0: Well, that's exactly what Pastor Leighton Sheely does on this broadcast every single day as he takes us verse by verse through various portions of the Scripture. He's in the book of Matthew today, wrapping up a message in this special Christmas series. And with Christmas just around the corner... There is a lot going on this weekend at Church of the Highlands, plus Christmas Eve, there are two services. The details on all of that are on the website, highlands.us. We'd love to see you on Sunday and Christmas Eve. Go to highlands.us and learn all the specifics.
1: Here's Pastor Layton. Now the name Jesus was very popular at that time because every mother wanted her child to be the Savior and hoped that that child would save them from the yoke of slavery to Rome. But the angel here said that Jesus had come to save us from something far more important, and that is to save his people from their sin. You see, sin is far more important because it's sin that separates us from God. And if that is not remedied, then that'll be our condition for all eternity. And that's why Jesus came to save us from our sin by giving his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came to save his people from their sin. His people is not limited to the descendants of Abraham through Isaac and Jacob and the 12 tribes, because Abraham, God said, would be a blessing to the entire world. Verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Throughout his entire gospel, Matthew enjoys quoting and alluding to Old Testament passages to show how Jesus fulfilled them, and this is the first incidence of what may be described as Matthew's fulfillment description formula. Now the formula occurs both in the gospels of Matthew as well as the gospel in John, but it occurs far more often in the Gospel of Matthew. And the exact construction varies somewhat, but the point of it is that it points to an event or something Jesus said and how that fulfills an Old Testament passage. In this case, it's fulfilling a passage uh, from the Lord through the prophet Isaiah. And so what Matthew here is letting us know is that ultimately prophecy comes from the Lord through His chosen prophet. Now the verse that's being quoted here is found in Isaiah 7.14 and some have suggested that Mary perhaps was not a virgin and that this verse should have been translated not virgin but young woman. There are two words translated virgin in in the Hebrew language. One is Alma, the other is Betula. The word that is in the original uh, Isaiah 7.14 is the word Alma. And the fact that Alma means virgin is proven by the Septuagint. About 200 years before Jesus Christ came to earth, about 70 some odd scholars got together, Jewish scholars, in Alexandria, Egypt, and they translated the Old Testament from Hebrew into Greek, which was the language of the Roman Empire at the time. And when they got to this passage in Isaiah 7, 14, The Greek word that they chose to translate the Hebrew word Alma was the word Parthenos. The word Parthenos means virgin. For example, Athena was the mythical virgin goddess of Athens and her temple is called the Parthenon. Parthenos means virgin. 200 years before Christ the scholars knew what was intended by the original author. Verse 24, when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. And so when Joseph awoke, he was immediately obedient to the angel's directive, as was also the case in other occasions. And he went through the formal wedding process and, and took Mary home to live with him, perhaps with his extended family as a married couple, except that it is very clear here that he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. And so the delicate way that Matthew phrases the expression he knew or not was a a common way of expressing abstinence in both Hebrew and Greek cultures and languages. So this abstinence ensured and confirmed that Jesus was indeed virgin born this passage also contradicts a notion that some have that Mary lived in perpetual virginity. You'll notice the word until you know what the word until means until that's what it means. And, and God shows every word. This is God's word. God shows every word. And, and, and what it's saying is he abstained until the child was born. And then Mary and Joseph were married and they had other children in fact, we are told some of their names in chapter 12 of Matthew's Gospel. We know that two of his half brothers became believers probably after his resurrection. James became one of the leaders of the church, one of the first leaders in Jerusalem, and Jude wrote a book of the New Testament that bears his name. So in Luke's Gospel, Luke focuses on Mary's obedience and her character, and in Matthew's Gospel, Uh, Matthew emphasizes Joseph's obedience and his character. And Joseph is really an example for us all because uh, he he sets an example in the way he establishes priorities. He wants to maintain his righteousness in the sight of God and God's law. In fact, he even as a young man, in order to assure that, uh, is abstinent. But his obedience to the law is not legalistic. Because he also has compassion for Mary and her well-being. So he doesn't abandon his faithfulness to the law in order to take care of Mary, and he doesn't take care of Mary and, and vice versa. So he attempts to balance obedience with compassion. And this is sometimes lacking in religious people. One of the major complaints that Jesus had against the Pharisees is they wanted to be righteous, at least as far as they understood what that meant, but they had no compassion for their fellow man. Joseph wanted to be right in the sight of God, but he also had compassion for his fellow man. So Matthew here records in a very straightforward fashion this incredible miracle of history, the conception and birth of Jesus to a virgin mother through the Holy Spirit, and says that this Savior came to save his people from their sins. This is the fi- primary and fundamental purpose of Jesus' ministry. That's why week after week and, and, and events, we, we want to clearly communicate that, that salvation is available through Jesus Christ. One of the scholars wrote, why is the virgin birth important to the Christian faith? Well, Jesus Christ, God's son, had to be free from the sinful nature passed on to all other human beings by Adam. Because Jesus was born of a woman, he was a human being. But as a son of God, Jesus was born without any trace of human sin. Jesus is both fully human and fully divine. The infinite, unlimited God took on the limitations of humanity so he could live and die for the salvation of all who believe in him. Because Jesus lived as a man, We know that he fully understands our experiences and struggles. And because he is God, he has the power and authority to deliver us from sin. Now we can tell Jesus all of our thoughts and feelings and needs. He has been where we are now. And he has the ability to help. That's what Hebrews chapters 2 and 4 tell us about Christ. So the angel said that Jesus would save His people from their sin. And the question that each of us needs to ask and answer is, are we one of His people? That is the most important question to ask and answer. And perhaps we have someone among us today that wants to make this the day they ask Jesus to be their Savior and Lord. And if that's the case, I want to invite you, whoever you are, to join with me in a prayer. In fact, I'm going to ask and invite everyone who has made a, a statement of faith in Jesus Christ to join with us in the prayer. I'll say a phrase and then you follow, okay? Let's, let's bow our heads and, and uh, close our eyes and pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for making me and loving me. Even when I've ignored you and gone my own way. I need you in my life. And I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. And please help me to understand it more. As much as I know how, I want to follow you from now on. Please come into my life and make me a new person inside. I accept your gift of salvation. Please help me to grow now as a Christian. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer in earnest, we have this assurance from the word of God. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And the way you know that you've prayed it in earnest and God has heard the prayer is that the Holy Spirit's going to come in and live in you and start changing you for the better. If you've made that decision today, I invite you to take a piece of paper, write your name and phone number on it, hand it to an usher because I'd like to follow up with you on your decision today and encourage you in your walk of faith. And if you have any questions about God, Jesus, salvation, the Bible, the church, this church, we have some wonderful people right across from the Visitor Hospitality Center they would love an opportunity to meet you and greet you and answer whatever questions you might have. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and that it is very, very clear on everything that's important. It was through this virgin birth that Jesus Christ was conceived, and that makes him special. The only one of his type in the entire history of the world. God incarnate in the flesh.
0: Thank you for joining us on this Friday as we've shared another edition of Study Verse by Verse. Our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and this is a daily broadcast heard Monday through Friday at this same time here on this radio station. More information about us can be found on the website highlands.us. And if you'd like to join us on Sunday or actually Saturday evening or Sunday morning and Sunday evening, well, you can find the details about the service times on our website, again, highlands.us. And there are two special Christmas Eve services. The first is at 6 o'clock and the second at 8 p.m. And if you do visit, make sure you let us know that you listened to the broadcast. I'm Mike Trout. Have a great weekend. And come back on Monday for more from Pastor Leighton Sheely as he opens the Word of God and we study verse by verse.